0: Welcome to Turnbuckles. I'm John Reinman, and I ran through a screen door when I was a kid. I'm Tommy Rico and
2: I've run full speed in the dark, forehead first into a low ceiling and that ceiling
0: didn't sell worth a shit.
1: I'm Julie Harrison Harney and I sat down on a toilet where the toilet seat wasn't down.
0: Well, fittingly, it's time for our new segment that we're calling, Holy Shit. Holy Shit. Something Julie and I were talking about over the weekend was, The incredible clip of uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley, and so almighty that when the ring fell apart on him, uh, he kept going and he's alive. That's wild. Um, So what we're talking about, everybody, is there's uh, WWE is on an overseas trip, and um, you know things can happen over there where maybe things get kind of get rushed. I don't know. I I never went overseas. Julie, did you ever go overseas? WWE or are you just in the bubble?
1: No, no, no. I didn't go overseas. I mean, I've been overseas in my life, but not with WWE. Yes. Okay. They went to Saudi Arabia while I was there, but
0: Here. I story. did not
1: go. Um, yeah, I'll leave that it. there.
0: I was not in Saudi Arabia, but I was there for the Saudi Arabia.
1: So, when you had okay. to wake up at, at four in the morning, because yep. that's when the pay-per-view was starting over there. So you literally... They actually got me a hotel room in Connecticut so that I would yeah. be—I wouldn't have to come into work because I needed to be in the office so early for that pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, I had to get up at three fifteen or three thirty, and I don't know if it was a different start time or not. Uh, I believe it was Halloween bidding late, oh, wow. and um, what I remember was uh, we went into the meeting and the like everyone was late but I was like afraid. I was like, I can't be late for this. And so I got in and it was uh, myself, a couple other writers and Bruce Pritchard and Bruce is hundred percent Bruce. He's in the suit and I um, do doing there, John? and all that. And um, we were talking about how evidently there'd been a, a message from Hulk Hogan who uh, Tom, you'll love this evidently had a rough landing. And it was, is according to Hulk Hogan, probably the worst, the, the roughest landing of all time in an airplane. And then uh, I said, and it was one of the the, the riff highlights of my life. As any comic likes a good riff. And I said, uh, well, I guess he came crashing down. And Bruce said, and a heard inside. Nice. And that was, that was, a, that was my, <laughs> nice giving, my nice alley-oop. I knew Bruce would take I knew he'd throw it down.
2: By the uh, way, rough, rough Landing should have been the title of Hulk Hogan's autobiography.
1: Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear.
0: Well, again, that's uh, Tommy. Do you want to give everyone your uh, Twitter handle? Just so weekend. Uh,
2: maybe later. We're <laughs> gonna, gonna, gonna get some followers. There might be a few people that want to check on my uh, on my mental health after <laughs> okay. this next these next few segments. Oh, but no. by the way, uh, you guys you guys are talking about having to wake up early. Uh, I used to have to wake up at four fifteen in the morning because I worked at a warehouse. So pardon me if my sympathies are not with
1: you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But I will say back to to Mr. Almighty. That was I. I was scared because well, Tommy tell he everybody sent what it. Happened. Well, Tommy. Tommy was the happened. one who found the clip, and yep. he sent it around to all of us. And from what I can understand, is is the Almighty hit the turnbuckles, and Julie's the turnbuckles just, it out just gave way. Right
0: now, <laughs> yeah he he was
1: going in no, the No, she ropes.
0: is. She was like that. She was trying to, and I'm trying to like <laughs> say to her with his audio, Julie. Um, <laughs>
2: Well, uh, so Bobby Lashley, you guys are talking about overseas. You don't need to Bobby shave your Lashley. head,
0: Julie. You don't need to act it out. Don't need to commit. It's all good, Bobby Lashley. Yes. So, but
2: no, Bobby Lashley basically fell overseas. So what he happened did. was he he hit the ropes on a normal rope spot. He's being thrown into the ropes by Drew McIntyre, who's a giant, strong man, and Bobby Lashley is a giant, That's strong man. That's right. It man. was Drew. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and they're having you know they having a banger of a match. You can see the crowds into it, and then Bobby goes into the ropes and the top rope. Snaps like a rubber yes. band, yeah. like so a there's, rubber band. There's and so, this. a 275 pound mountain of muscle goes tumbling over the now missing top rope and fell to the th- so basically, he completely went ass over tea kettle and almost landed on his head. But he's Bobby Lashley, and he's such a great athlete that he managed to not, not number one, not die, and mm-hmm. number two, somehow right the ship enough where he didn't fall on the top of his head. Uh, and he was fine and, and finished he, the match and finished the match and wrestled the next day where he gently tugged on all the ropes to yes. make sure was, that they I were was all okay, which that. was a was great cute. detail. I liked that. that, that was it, good yeah. it's a, so, so according to the great Jim Cornette, who uh, tweeted after this,
0: and we know that uh, he loves comedy writers and wrestling, so he's probably listening. Absolutely. So, Hey, uh, you know, what's funny Spe- real quick, Julie and I decided the other day, and cause we're going to get to a late night story in a second, uh, which ties into wrestling, but, uh, I am the late night cornet. We've decided. That's that's my term.
1: It's a Would I you think say that's fair?
0: Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Anyway, sorry, Tom. But yeah, well, the great and Jim and Cornette. Rate,
2: so, so, Jim Cornette basically uh, told the story of the ropes and the turnbuckles at WWE. WWE uses a very old school technique and very old school materials for their ropes and turnbuckles. They use regular fiber rope as opposed to almost every other wrestling company now uses steel cable that's coated in a material that won't, you know, rip your skin open still does by the way. But so they use real rope and real rope has a tendency to break. Mm. So that's why that happened. And uh, thank, thank goodness the almighty Bobby, Bobby Lashley is okay. Seriously. And, by the way, he's only like a few weeks removed from shoulder surgery and he's yeah. okay. Yeah. After that kind of fall, just incredible. What an athlete.
0: I like that. We're, that we named this pot. I just yelled out the name turnbuckles once. And then uh, someone on our team said, yes, that's it. And it's that old thing where if you pitch it, they might use it. So you are the robotic spider. I'm the turnbuckles guy. Um, and uh, so but I love that we're talking ring gear. I knew it would pay off. I knew we would discuss turnbuckles within the first five minutes of a show one time. But how about uh Drew McIntyre, he was also in that match earlier this year with Jeff Hardy, where Jeff just decided, I don't want to work here anymore, and got out of the ring and walked away. Do you guys remember that? Where you yeah, you, you can't be, fire me, I quit. So Drew's had quite a run where he's just been in <laughs> <laughs> weird workplace situations of like, okay, uh, that guy just left, and then this time, oh, wow, that, the ring just fell apart, and that guy went over. Uh, but if you well, get a Also, chance, remember,
2: he cut the ropes with his That's right. at Wrestlemania. Hey,
0: why is no one doing anything with that? Why was that not part of things the other night? There's your storyline. Take control of the moment. Make it work for you. Shout out again to Bruce Pritchard. Why, didn't, why did we not work that in? And say, oh my gosh.
1: I don't know if do you we want to, have to call attention to faulty equipment. <laughs> they <laughs> probably don't.
0: No. No, no. That would be my <laughs> thing.
1: Let's not call any more attention to the fact that... They like, don't put Zion Williamson's
0: sneaker exploding in the one shining moment. <laughs> montage (laughs) in the end March madness. So yeah, they probably wouldn't do this, but uh, don't try. Don't try this at home kids. I think put it in the, don't try this at home video.
2: Yeah. And in the clip I mean, I think the reason that WWE probably does not want to circulate that clip is in the clip. You can see a very pained Drew McIntyre fall to his knees and just hold his head in his hands after what happened because he doesn't know, you know, first of all, he's not a doctor, so he can't help what's happened, but there's like, He's, he's in that moment where he's got to do, he's got to like stall for time, but also he's horrified that he may have just killed his friend. So it's, it's just one of those things that I don't think they want to broadcast that any more than they have to.
0: I think uh, we just figured out our weekend plans, me and you. Let's get together, get some rope, and let's see how hard we can throw each other. See what happens. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> and with that, we're, we're, happy, uh, we're happy Bobby Lashley's good. And it is time for the Raw Recap.
1: Raw Recap.
0: Okay, so we kick off with uh, the bloodline uh, coming to the ring. And so this takes me to another thing. Uh, we, we weren't going to do the same. But... Tell us. <laughs> so, uh, Julie, you're actually, actually—I you may have been a part of this, a small part of this too, because uh, I don't want to throw you under the bus. But uh, this is, someone sent this to me, and there was an article where our friend Triple H, uh, both from WWE and from The Tonight Show, uh, was interviewed by the Athletics, uh, Chris Vanini. I assume, I hope I'm saying that correctly and uh, told a story about a time a few years ago when uh, the now unified uh, champion of WWE, he has two titles he carries on his shoulders, and uh, his name is Roman Reigns, and he was pitched to The Tonight Show uh, to do a walk-on, and someone at The Tonight Show said, "Um, no, no thanks, to Roman Reigns. This is back in 2017. And so a friend sent that to me today and said, "Uh, hey, uh, heads up. This you? So I will just come clean and say, yeah, that's 100% me. And the story behind that is in the summer of 2017, uh, WWE reached out and asked uh, The Tonight Show uh, starring Jimmy Fallon if uh, they could have someone come on and do a cameo walk on um, during either the monologue or thank you notes that Friday, the Friday before SummerSlam to promote the then pay-per-view, now premium live event, SummerSlam, which that year was taking place in Brooklyn. And so they forwarded to me. We didn't have a head writer at the time. And as Julie recalls, uh, it was kind of three of us that divvied it up. And then I was the guy that kind of went in and to the room and faced the pleasant or otherwise music of the way things went. Cause I'd been there in the longest. And uh, so they sent me and said, you're the WWE fan. You know, some of these people you've worked with them before with stuff we've done on the show. Who do you think, who do we pick from this list? And I looked at the list and I do remember Roman Reigns being on the list because I went through, I found the email, and there he was. Um, but there were not any names on there, quite frankly, that I thought at the time our audience would go crazy for. Uh, people recall Roman Reigns uh, had a tough time after defeating The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. Uh, the fans did not get behind Roman the way he, they're behind him now. In fact, there's an infamous promo. If you go on the uh, as I uh, the Peacock Network, as I like to call it, the Winged Rainbow. Thank you. Please use it anytime. Send me hundred grand and um, I'll take Venmo. And uh, there's a segment where John Cena just tears Roman Reigns apart in a promo and Roman loses his spot in the promo. And John has to jump in and, and Tom, you remember that, right? You sent that to me. You said, you got to watch this. This is cringeworthy, right? Yeah. It was, it was, it was a live brain fart. And yeah. I, I
2: felt bad for Roman because you're in the ring with one of the best promos of all time and you've lost your way. And you can't get back, and he has to get you back, making you look even worse than he already is making you look.
0: He added the line, "It's a promo, kid. Look it up." I don't know if he needed to do that. We love John Cena, um, but yeah, that I was that I was hurt to watch. So Roman was around around that period, and so I looked through the list, and you got to understand that coming from my standpoint, we're not just trying to get WWE over. We ha- I have a boss too, and Julie had a boss too, is Jimmy Fallon, and this was the summer '17. This is when we we're first going against Colbert. So I got to do my thing. And so I looked at the list and I said, uh, none of these people I don't think are quite big enough to be in the first act of the Tonight show at the current time. And so they said, well, who would you want? And I said they being our producer at the Tonight show, I said, I, the only people I can think of that I know are going to be in town are probably Brock Lesnar. I would also go for triple H and probably Vince McMahon. And that would probably be it. And uh, I think that, and the big show, except I don't think he was in town. For this, this pay-per-view. So I said, this is this is who we're looking at. So WWE writes back and says, no, we, we don't want to give you any of these people. And they really pitched Roman Reigns. And so I just said, I was a big fan and I really like Roman Reigns. But when you're at work, you're at work and you got to do work things and make work decisions. And I pictured him coming through the curtain and... No one maybe really knowing who he was yet. Again, this was 2017. It wasn't quite, quite mainstream crossover yet. And uh, that was my ass on the line. And I just said, okay, no thanks. <laughs> and then our, I remember our, one of our friends, the second saying, did you just turn down WWE? And I was like, I guess, yeah. And I really didn't mean to. But I kind of just said, no, none of these people. Okay, so the next day, uh, I get a call at my desk. And it's the same producer. And she goes, I got some good news for you. I go, really? She goes, WWE has, uh, acquiesced your demand, your demand, how she put it. And I went, Oh boy, you were getting triple H. Holy shit. This is amazing. So we're getting triple H. So then what are we going to do with triple H? So I write this thank you note. It's on YouTube. Uh, it was thank you, triple H for sounding less like a WWE superstar and more like an extra strength, um, hemorrhoid cream. I think that was the joke. And, so I wrote it, got through, Hunter cooled it, Steph thought it was funny, all ready to go. And then, so now it comes to dealing with Jimmy Fallon. And so then Jimmy Fallon says, so man, what do we do? Like, yeah, I'm going to tell a joke and like, he's going to come out. Like, Dude, we got to go for it. Got to do something, right? And I go, uh, you know, yeah, sure, whatever. And so I pitched Jimmy getting thrown through the window behind the desk. And because it was easy, you could put a mattress back there. Hunter could just pick him up, throw him. We could do the gag with a dummy or whatever. And then whatever. And the note I got back was to Letterman. Cause I guess, cause David Letterman used to throw pencils through the window. We couldn't throw Jimmy through the window of a different show. So uh, then Jimmy says, what if I went through my desk? And I was like, you mean to like find something? Cause I'm so tired. And he went, no, like, what if, what if he like picked me up and spotty slammed me through the desk? And I said, okay. Um, you? You're going to do this? Yeah, why not? Well, then I flash back to the last couple summers, and I remember the broken teeth. I remember the broken finger off the hand. And I remember the things are already tough. Like, it's our first time that we've really been challenged, and I'm exhausted, and I got a baby at home. And I'm like, well, yeah. I, I, and then I remember, he's not going to get cleared. I know how things work at WWE, so I go, oh, you know what? Okay, I'll go ask him. So... Uh, get on the phone with someone from WWE and say, hey, change of plans. Yeah, uh, Jimmy wants to go through the desk. And um, I'm talking to someone from WWE. And in the background, I can hear Vince McMahon's voice. And I think it's a WWE network. Like they have the TV on. So I hear like. And I think it's like an old pay-per-view or something like that. But then I notice that every time I hear that, the person I'm talking to stop, pauses. It's the actual Vince McMahon is in the background of this phone call. And so I say, "Yeah, Jimmy wants to go through. They go, "Jimmy, want Mr. Fallon wants to take the bump." Yes, he does. And then I hear, oh, just "Hold on." <laughs> uh yeah, um I'm sorry, John. Uh Jimmy's not cleared. He's not able to he can't do that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Other other line rings. Can I put you guys on hold for just a second? I take the call and it's uh it's uh, one of the showrunners at the time calling and I'm not gonna say his name, but people from the show will know he go, Hey, uh, how's it going? I'm here with uh, Jimmy and uh he he's he wants to make sure he can go through the desk. He's gonna triple H just gonna body slam him through the desk. And in the background I hear, Oh, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Oh, it's gonna be great, pals. Oh, yeah. uh, I go, Yeah, uh, unfortunately no. They they know he's not cleared. Uh, yeah, he's not clear. What the fuck? What do you mean i out the town? Yeah, Jimmy says he doesn't want to do it. Unless uh, they let him take through the bump. Through the... So I go, okay, hold on a sec. Hi, it's me again. Um, Jimmy insists that the only way we're going to do this on the show is if he himself goes through the desk. Okay, John, just a second.
1: God damn it.
0: I'm a bitch. It's John, this is really not going to happen. Click. Hi, uh, again, they don't want him to do it. Okay, I'll tell him. <laughs> fuck, fuck, I don't want to So then I just said uh, to, to the producer and Jimmy, hey, they're in, all good. And then I transferred over to the WWE call, and I said, hey, Jimmy's cool with a body double, all good. And then I just hung up on both. And then on Friday, I just went when uh, Triple H showed up, and I shook his hand, I said, oh, man, this is going to be great. Then I cut off Jimmy in the hallway, said, oh, this is going to be fun. I got to go do some work. See you guys later. And I don't know how they got to Jimmy letting a body double. But, uh, yeah, I basically just uh, had Vince McMahon on one line and Jimmy on the other. Jimmy wanted to take the bump. Vince did not want him to, and I just said, "You know what? You both get your way." And uh, just hung up. And
1: wait, town. so sorry, just to and clarify, it all worked.
0: I don't know how it worked out. Shout out to uh, Nika, our great floor director, and everybody there that made it happen. Uh, but yeah, I just bailed. <laughs> I just so, said, wait, I said, did, "I'm not getting involved."
1: I so I wasn't there yet. I was not there summer of of seventeen. Oh, okay, you weren't there yet. So okay. this was because because. I thought this was referring to one of my favorite moments that was on the show, which was when the New Day and Stephanie and Triple H came on and they did lip sync yes. battle, and yes. Triple H sang Moana, which was so good <laughs> I can't. and so funny.
0: What's the name of that song that he sang? It's the I don't even... it's the like the the like the powerful ballad from Moana.
1: It was it's phenomenal. It's so good. He's so so good. I thought, but but now that you're giving context, you I I wasn't there when that happened, so. Did they use a body double? Is that not yes. actually? Yeah. Oh, they did and use I, a body double. And, but
0: I heard that... <laughs> I don't know if this is true. So this is... Other people say some other words. Say, I, I say hearsay and scuttlebutt. I get that from A.D. Miles, Earl Bossett Fallon. Uh, I heard that Jimmy got there and saw a guy dressed as him and had to just hide how pissed he was. That's what I heard. And then someone got... I don't know. Somehow I dodged it. But basically, you- I just... I told both people they were getting their way. And then I said, hey, you guys are going to have a blast. And then I just You left. worked them. I did. It, <laughs> is, it is
1: true, though. I think that's something that I was surprised about. I just didn't know. But you have to take classes if you're going to take a bump. You yes. Because as, as writers, a lot of times you'll see us in the background or you'll see us doing things. And sometimes it just so happens that you just need someone to take a, take a bump in there. But it just can't be anyone. You have to go through lessons to understand how to safely take a bump. Yep. It is so important and so critical. It is a thing. It is a thing that I learned when I worked at WWE because I didn't even realize that.
2: Yep, that Matt yep. is not uh, forgiving and neither is a desk. Um, but two, two quick things about that story. Uh, number one, I think it's important to clarify that uh, Triple H did not, in fact, break Jimmy's teeth and or finger. No, uh, just,
0: the, <laughs> that, just was not, the desk. that was not Triple H. And uh, well, supposedly, <laughs> part, I don't know. I the other know. part of it is, yeah. I love
2: the thought of, so when you were describing hearing Vince in the background of the call, yep. he was going rah, rah, rah. raw. raw, raw, raw. Yep. All I could picture is, it's just Vince trying to get you to promote Raw on the show, like rah, raw, 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 raw. raw. Like, Vince <laughs> wants you guys to make sure that you get in the promo for Raw. Just make sure. <laughs>
1: raw, 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 raw.
2: No. Also, it's,
1: it, it's teacher appreciation day today, oh, and I just right, want to point way. out that you also sounded like. The Peanuts the, character, the peanuts <laughs> well, and I was like, that's... if Vince McMahon was the Peanuts teacher, <laughs> I think that would be a that would be a phenomenal program. But, that but that's is...
2: Xavier Woods's uh, trombone. <laughs>
1: that that <laughs> well, is, well, but that is how you do modern
0: day Vince. Is when he's w- trying to be secretive, he's just the Peanuts teacher. He's just oh, good, good, But yeah, it was hearing. I have a picture. I'll, I'll, I've put it up before. There's a picture of Vince McMahon and myself. From 2017, WrestleMania 33, taken by Jimmy Fallon. So how's that for a weird time? Yeah, put that on the
1: Turnbuckles pod, on Instagram, at Turnbuckles pod. Me and one,
0: Me and one boss taken by the other boss. So how crazy is that? And then months later, I was in the middle of, they didn't know they were fighting with each other because I was gutless, and I was just like, yeah, 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 we'll do whatever you guys want. And I had already, and no one knew that I had rejected them. So it was like, I had, thank God for Triple H. Uh, So anyway, to Roman Reigns, Hey, nowadays more more than over because you're a guest on the goddamn Tonight Show and everything you go on. And everybody knows who Roman Reigns is. And uh, it's fantastic. And he was an incredibly nice guy to meet at WrestleMania 33. Uh, told uh, I met him and he introduced himself as Joe. That's how I think of him. Really cool guy. And uh, Triple H was always Hunter. And as I've said before, biggest pop I ever heard in that studio when he came through. So I think we did the right thing. And I think it worked out for Roman. So, yeah. That was me. Uh, they kick off the show, they being the bloodline Monday Night Raw well, last w- before night.
2: Before that, it, John, speaking yeah. of old bosses, yes, we start off with Paul Heyman.
0: Yeah, there Paul we go. Paul
2: Heyman is back on Raw, the special counsel special. The special and he was counsel. coming in hot. He told us to put down our children. I thought he, he, so in his he, promote, What does that even mean? So I think he meant like put your kids to bed or send your kids out of the room or whatever. But the way he said it, he said specifically, put down your children. <laughs> it's like, well, wow, that's kind of that's kind of rough, Paul. Jeez.
0: Yeah, I wonder then, because I was like, wait, do you mean put down like take him to the vet? Yeah, he, oh, no. that's like,
1: oh, no, that's exactly
2: what I was thinking. But yeah, again, Paul is brilliant. And what did Paul do? Yeah, he Just moved on. Just moved right on. Didn't bring <laughs> attention to it. And, uh, well, and he did he have starts, a follow up, didn't he?
1: Because he was like, put down your children. Because you you should, I don't know, there was some line about because you should be with them or something like that. I don't know. It was oh, kind of like a no, sweet. No, y- you know what he wouldn't
2: said? Wouldn't you he pick up uh, your children then? He, <laughs> he, no, he said, uh, he said it's be, well, you've seen your children. It, it Like, it was a recovery line that also didn't work. Oh. <laughs> it was like, he was scrambling for something well, and like, he was trying to grab a branch before floating down the Nile and just it, instead he just grabbed a, a rock. Like, it just, nothing worked. And then he just, but he blew through it and he got through the promo and- uh, introduce the bloodline so that there could be some shenanigans, some hijinks.
0: Um, but we we did have some problems. We'll we'll get to the shenanigans uh, in a second. Um, but uh, Julie, this was, you had kind of yeah, some issues Yeah, can I talk about this. an Angles for yeah, Anyone? And I, I think it's a good time once again for Angles for Anyone.
1: John and Tommy, I just want you to think for a moment. You and your friend have planned a night out together and your friend suggests that you stop by their house for a pregame and you're like no problem you'll grab a quick drink maybe take a a, some pre-night pics for insta and then head out um but when you get to your friend's house you see that your friend has not um even started getting ready at all to go out so you are completely dressed. You are ready to go. You're ready to take that quick shot and leave. Get the festivities started, but uh, they still have their work clothes on. Their hair is not done. Their phone needs to be charged, and you're like trying to encourage them to hustle a little bit uh, uh, because you know you want to go out. You 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 want you want that fancy cocktail. You want some good drinks. You want some good food. You want to have a nice night out. And then your friend turns to you and they hit you with the. I'm gonna hop in the shower real quick. I'll be ready soon, I promise. And you know, it's gonna be like 30 minutes minimum before you can leave. That to me was what it was like to experience the Bloodlines entrance. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. Um, uh, Like at the end of the day, they were stunning. They look amazing. They're ready to go out. I'm ready to have fun. But did I need to experience? them having that much preparation to get to the fun? I don't think so. I mean, that's up for debate, but I don't think so. I don't think so. So um, while not truly an angle, I will say that was an angle for anyone. If you needed to understand, if you needed to understand what I was going through in that moment, that's what that was.
0: And this has been Angles for Anyone. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. For me, I would just say all of a sudden realizing I'm not focusing on something. Well, All of a sudden I find my mind wandering. It's actually like a feeling of anxiety. It can be a feeling of depression. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing the stress in your life. I think like everybody, going from step to step right now, we're going from season to season, and I have that anxiety of just like that couple weeks off and just between things and just like, what do I do now that I have this time to think? And I'm so happy I have a therapist to talk to tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I do it once a week just to get those feelings out there. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Turnbuckles listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com turnbuckles. That's betterhelp.com slash Turnbuckles. See, Julie would have been that person at the '91 Bulls games, like when the lights went out. And now, let's just play basketball. And The lights would have all come. Out. All right, it's <laughs> fine. They just slowly take off their warmups and go play. <laughs> well, we me. The shen- my, my we wife- don't need the shenanigans.
1: No. What do you guys? Julie, telling? my
2: wife would tell you uh, she married that friend. Uh, was <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely me. I'm, I'm definitely uh, slow out the door uh, for plans. Um, but you know what? It's, today, I did a little experiment with theme songs. I listened to three of Def Rebel, who is WWE's new production team for music. Mm. And I listened to four themes. And one of them was Roman Reigns. And so when you listen to other themes of WWE superstars and then switch to Roman Reigns, Roman's entrance music sounds like it's in three quarter speed. It is unreal how slow and deliberate that entrance is, but I like it. And I think it built uh, maximum heat for what was about to happen, which was good because it was the pretty much the only thing in the segment that wasn't paced well.
0: Well, let's talk about the segment. So, um, RK, RK bros out of nowhere from RK bro. Then drew McIntyre out of bro. out of bro. Hey, Oh my there God! There we go. Oh. T-shirt. We know we have some. Fa- we 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 have we have some detractors, but we have some fans too from Stanford. I can say uh, out of broware. I like yep, that. There you go. As, have that? they not done? They, they haven't done that yet, have they? Not, not to my knowledge. Out of broware. That's <laughs> pretty, uh, dude. Do you think we'll hear out of broware next week? I I hope so. That'd be awesome. How well, hasn't it
2: happened? They've been Paul, a tag Paul might team be, forever hey, now.
0: We, hey, we love Paul. He might be on this call right now, for all we know. I'm just teasing, man. I'm kid
1: kidding because I, I heard a
0: click no i'm, I'm kidding because i care kidding because i care um i'm shut. like you're shook yes because paul never made fun of me in front of everybody uh, but it, again in, in a good natured way um i will say that uh why didn't you think it was fast well paced i thought it was great no First, no the was
2: segment it? was well paced the entrance is slow oh, the entrance but the entrance is, entrance too is too
0: slow. slow on purpose i think
1: Sure. I think it's like a
0: regal, majestic thing. Like They're just like, we can take all the time we want.
1: Oh, they definitely are. I come from the world of social... It's a killer theme. It's a really killer theme. I'm from the world of social media, where the first three seconds are the most important part of the show. Or part of, sorry, not the show, the clip that you're doing. The first thing, stop the scroll. That's something that I've heard my whole life. And so when I looked down at my... How long had passed, and it was over seven minutes in, and they were still making their way what? to the ring. Are you serious? I like, I think seven seventeen is what I looked at. Is on Hulu at least when Paul Heyman starts talking.
0: You know what we should do? Because you're a big TikTok person, we should make a side by side of the Bloodline's entrance and uh, Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka walking slowly out of the chocolate oh factory. My God yeah and that's see true who actually let's, let's see who wins longer. each week that should be that's part of the show like it should yeah. be sync like it up to the
2: dark side of the moon album
0: blood versus wonka who won yeah. the who won the race this match uh, this week um, now I do
1: give them credit because there was a promo at the beginning but it was still it was like over four minutes long which at the uh-huh. beginning of the show and I get it regal I get heels I get all of that but I was just like also though like it's a and I also understand too it's a live audience so that that's the bigger play you're making three minutes you know. was
0: paul trying to explain put down your kids <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just but, kept going and by back. the way
2: fair to fair to bring up again we're we're cov- we're covering a three-hour show it's yeah, true also, is, it is it's also a three-hour like, show there's Tom definitely i know some from panic.
0: stand-up that when you screw up a joke and you try to f- it just gets worse every time it'll be a joke you've told for a year and you mess it up and you go no what i meant to say and then it's worse it's and bad. somehow you say the word penis out of nowhere <laughs> and then your time's up And that's it. Nasty says, I come back again in six months. I watched one of the
2: best in the business repeat a joke during a set. And it was like, it was as if, oh, no, like it it was like the same reaction as if every dish in the kitchen all fell at the same time. Everyone was just like, what? Uh And then the rest of the set, that comedian had no clue what they had done. And the audience just completely shut down because they're like, wait a minute, the record skipped. What happened? Anyways, that,
1: happened, that happened. Shout out to, to me. Madcap
0: Moss for that show. It was yeah, amazing. that
1: <laughs> happened to me um, in church. The priest did the 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 Damien. Like, no, not the communion twice, but the blessing of the communion. He he did it twice, and we were like, "Whoa, what's happening?" I remember this though. It is kind of, and then, but the, he didn't even realize it. And if the comedian, it is weird did when you're like, "I communion? know this. Why aren't they realizing this?"
0: Did you guys no. get? Bonus bread? Extra communion?
1: No, I wish. No, but it was doubly wow. blessed. So two times the that? Jesus in my bread.
0: Did you have to go next week? Oh, we that's a fed? good
1: question. Oh, I should have used that. I was like in fourth grade at the time. That would have been a Are good question. You like that eat.
0: guy in the Philippines that took like 13 COVID shots? You hear about that guy? <laughs> what?
1: No. Yeah. Oh, anyway. no.
0: Well, moving. That is on too from, many. That is too many. Uh, but moving on from that, like, so what we're going to here is now it's a six man tag at a uh, WrestleMania backlash and it is. um, So it's going to be six man tag. to me, the bloodline that's Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Drew McIntyre and RK bro. And everyone's confused because originally this was a tag match where it's going to be tag titles versus tag titles. Yeah. Tag unification. And everyone's like, it's ruined, but hold on a second. Is it ruined or could it be saved if you put the tag titles on the line and one or both of the, the titles Romans holding. So in other words, if Drew, is that what they're doing? Is it going to be Drew and RK Bro, whoever wins that match, takes all the belts? Sorry, titles. God <laughs> Dog collar went off. Or if the Bloodline wins, they take all the titles.
1: Do you think they'll announce that on SmackDown? I
0: think, think they're, they're waiting for that. Uh, I, I think they might be. I think it I needs th- to be
1: a title match, right? Because otherwise, titles why are we doing one- in
0: 2022 when, when you need steps? You remember, Julie, you always need steps. What are the stakes? What are the steps? That was a big thing from, from Mr. McMahon. So why would you just have a six-man tag just for fun?
2: Personal opinion, the way I'm looking at it is that they see money in both. I think there's, there's two things at play. I think they see money in a long-term program with Roman and Drew McIntyre. And they're not wrong. That's a great feud. Mm. And that's a feud that's got legs and should go a while. Same thing goes for RK Bro and the Usos. The problem with both of those teams is that why does WWE put together tag teams? Well, so they can break them up and make single stars. But with both of those teams, they've already gone past the expiration date and both of those teams are super popular. So what do you do? You got to keep them together. RK Bro's selling merchandise like crazy, the Usos are over. So those are two teams that in the past they would have broken up to try to make single stars out of them. And now they can't because those are their two best teams and they're compelling TV every week. So they have to keep them together. So I think both of those feuds, they're looking longer term. And Backlash is a secondary premium live event. And I think that they want to they want to find the big money. So both of those feuds, I think, will go on because they're both really good feuds with with great performers.
1: I think RK bro is going to break up, though. They have to, but
2: it, no. they're just so massively over. It's, Randy it has to out. be on
1: his own eventually again. Like I don't think this is the end of Randy's career. Is in like he will have, you know? I think the Viper comes back in. Do you think a, a way without Riddle involved?
0: If it, if there are no titles on the line, do you think it backfires and maybe Drew gets the pin over Roman as part of a six man tag?
1: Oh, so there yeah. is no
0: title change and that's what keeps you going. Cause if you don't do that, if you just have a regular six man tag with like a, sh- a schmoz finish, I'm just like, why did we do this? That? Now that's no where the heat
2: the is. That, that would be a great move.
0: All right. So I think it's one of those. Uh, but then speaking of uh, heat, Veer, Veer came. He was back again <laughs> last night. Uh, Veer was against another uh, local talent. I believe this gentleman's name is Bert Hanson. Bert, Bert Hanson. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: this is how you make an enhancement match mean something. That guy, I mean, I don't know whether there was something about his performance where so he got to cut a promo. He got to do an in-ring interview before Veer destroyed him uh, with Byron Saxton, who, by the way, it's never a good sign when uh, the interviewer is twice your size and more muscular than you are and you're an in-ring performer. (laughs) Byron Saxton, who is much larger than Burt Hansen, does the interview. And Burt Hansen had this really like human look in his eyes where he was scared, but he was defiant. It was a really good little promo from the local guy. I dug it. And that's the only way that you can make these squash matches mean anything is to put stakes there. He did a good job getting himself over with the local crowd as a local guy. He brought up the barbecue place down the street that he used to work at. I think that was all great. And then Veer annihilated him, which is how it's supposed to go. And it actually felt like it meant something.
1: I didn't I see it. It was cut from Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say,
0: I, I think that here's what I want to happen. I think, you know what would have been amazing? What if Veer flipped the script on Bert Hansen? So Bert Hansen gives that thing and everyone goes, yeah, all right. And they cheer him on. And then Veer goes, well, give me the mic. And he talks to me. He's like, my, my name's Veer uh, Mahan. And uh, I'm, I was the million dollar arm. It was my dream to play baseball. And uh, that never quite came true. And then he makes everyone feel sad for him. And then the two of them, then it's like ring the bell. Like, that's what I wish would have happened.
2: And they go to their separate corners and just have a good cry. They yeah. they both <laughs> just sit down.
0: No, no. one. they just like sit down and just kind of look for a little while. And then we just go to a commercial and it's like one <laughs> of those old, uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin, like what's Shelton Benjamin doing with his eyes. Remember that in like 2019. And it was like, right. Oh, when yeah. I got There, it was like, what What's Shelton Benjamin thinking about? It'd just be Shelton Benjamin looking at the air in the sky. And they'd go to commercial and they never followed and, up on it.
2: And no, no payoff
0: whatsoever. No, no. <laughs> and by the way, I can tell you there was none. It was always, mm, we'll get to it. And we never did.
2: Well, I'm, I'm a big veer mark. And I, I want to see this guy in a program. I want to see him in a program with, uh, who you know, who is he going to be with?
1: Do you think who on the roster, <sighs>
2: You got to find a sympathetic baby face who's not going to get killed by the loss. Is it
1: Lashley? I don't know. No, no, no. He's
0: with Hamas.
1: Oh, mm. um,
2: yeah. See, I was no, thinking, see, that's what I was Lashley's thinking. Lashley's too high up on the card.
0: That's what I was thinking long term before they put Hamas with MVP was that Hamas was going to be with Veer at some point. Because, because, oh,
1: I look at Amos, Mysterio.
0: Uh,
2: he already attacked Ugh. Ray, and Ray's yeah. been gone for a little bit. Ray Mysterio, oh. there's your guy.
1: And Dominic? And Dominic, yeah.
2: Well, he already murdered Dominic, sure. so that's, yeah, that, that's probably not going to happen. But yeah, well, he's I, got a program with Ray for sure. Think, and Ray's yeah. a guy who can get a good match out of him.
0: Veer was a great baseball prospect and a great player in his day. And a common thing at baseball games has been fathers and sons weirdly shirtlessly running onto the field and attacking players. So maybe that's it. <laughs> it's the Father's Day special. Oh, man, we forgot it was the seventh inning. Oh, geez. Here come those. Here here they come. (laughs) One of them usually wearing a mask, oddly. Um, Then we had the Judgment Day. San's throne. San's throne. Undertaker called and said, uh, I need my chair back. I have a barbecue this weekend. I have some kids coming over to the pool. I got to be the lifeguard. So sorry, I need my chair. Bruce probably drove it there and so no chair.
1: But who needs a throne when you have hair like Edge? You don't want a throne. This hiding. is something you
0: you you were on and on about this. You said I it was the best was French obsessed. braid you've ever seen in your life.
1: The best French braid. I it has to be from when Adam was doing Vikings. Oh because Adam. that that mm. looked like a wow. Vikings braid to me. And it was so well done. I've been French braiding my hair for years and my French braided hair has never come close to the the stunning execution that Edge had in his hair the other day. It was gorgeous. I need a YouTube tutorial of that. Guys, of that we, braid. we had
2: some good braid talk in the Turnbuckle Slack this week. That we we really we really went into the finer details of a French braid. And
0: yeah, like, well, uh, the 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 two of us who don't have hair that looks like Bert from Sesame Street had some nice uh, braid talk. But uh, was Edge on the creative? He did some creative. Was he working with you, Julie, when you were WWE? Uh, I missed
1: him. He didn't join any creative meetings when I was there, no.
0: Okay. Um, the, the thing is, uh, their name is Judgment Day, which, of course, was the name of a pay-per-view back in the day.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: So it's their Judgment Day. That is their name, right? Judgment Day? For it pre- is.
2: They, yeah, they've been called pre- Judgment day. day. We talked about how Edge Lords was a good one. But so... I've been kind of burying them, and I want to say some nice things this time out. Their presentation this time, every week they do it, it's getting a little faster to the ring, it's it's moving a little better. I'm not nuts about the promo, but... They did a nice thing by replacing Damien Priest's kind of generic music with Edge's new theme, The Other Side, by his buddies at uh, Alter Bridge, which, by the way, The Other Side, also a better name than Judgment Day. Okay, that but, but that's a,
0: but that's my issue is the name. You can't name yourself after an event. Like, the 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 Washington football team, they didn't come out and be like, we got our new name. We're the Washington Super Bowl. It's the Washington well, <laughs> Super Bowl, everyone. John, you're forgetting Was- the
2: Houston Texans. Where are they from?
0: Oh, don't go back to your 2004 stand-up, Tom. I don't need any of that nonsense. <laughs> hey, it's, it's always relevant. Okay, so I walked um, into a store and I saw a mannequin. Uh, I'm going to do it, too. <laughs> but, like, Judgment Day, like, you can't... Like, I went through the list of pay-per-view names last <laughs> oh, That no. should be a thing we do one day. We should just go through all the In Your Houses uh, if they're okay, fine. You know what? If they're gonna call themselves Judgment Day, because I assume it's gonna be a faction, there's probably gonna be more than two. There's three of us, and so from now on, I am declaring us in your house, good friends, better enemies. Ooh. That is the name of our group. It's Buckleheads, hosted by in your house, good friends, better enemies. And That's then someone said December to dismember. And then Damn. someone said Vince, what about frenemies? And he said, Did you what the fuck? The fuck's a frenemy? And so that's why, in your house, what, what did you
1: call the one back in the day? Because this was like cutting edge of internet technology, where you could decide
0: cyber, who, uh, cyber Sunday, cyber, cyber taboo Sunday, Tuesday, right? taboo, taboo Tuesday, and, Tuesday. and cyber yeah. Sunday, as okay, I recall. Okay,
1: and it was like sponsored by a cellular service, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I miss cricket most
0: likely, <laughs> or whoever. Yeah, whoever it was back then. Uh, gosh, I remember who it would have been. Sprint. But then, Someone I just remember hearing stories in the office from people like from Bruce from Koski, from people who'd been around back then. Uh, how none of it went the way they thought. Oh no! Well, because it's like as we know, America does not always vote the way you think they're going to vote, and so it was they had all these plans laid out, and then it was like, yeah, surely you know they're not going to put Roddy Pepper. Oh no, it's Roddy. Roddy won. <laughs> He's going to go out and win the championship, and I think. He, I think That's who it was, right? And then he went over Chris Jericho. So was just some thing. And so, whoever's I think, I think it was Jericho in the ring had was like, What the? F-? And they knew it was like, Okay, I have to do this thing with not the person I thought it was gonna be.
1: Do you think but, they'd um, ever do that again? Like, that's not, we have no. better technology now. No, you
0: don't, don't think do they'd it. ever do that don't again? Don't do it.
1: I hate, I would man. love them to. Are no, you kidding?
0: No, but wrestling's where you go to escape the, the noise of social media,
1: <laughs> but it's like fun to i don't know oh. have people be a part of it this sounds amazing this sounds oh. amazing
2: i don't okay. want to pick the matches unless i work
0: there that's like running up <laughs> your own
2: groceries like i i sure know. i'll pick the matches
1: oh that's so funny the other, okay. the other thing
0: that happens in this promo is all the fans start chanting what and edge sucks yes. edge flips out about it which was yeah. unusual and it but worked
2: it, 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 so it did he work. repeated himself and got more heat i would have gone further Hit all four turnbuckles. Just get, just keep repeating yourself until the heat builds to a crescendo. It was a, it was a better promo. It's still very old school. It still feels very 70s, early 80s for me. But it was better this time. It worked this time.
0: We um, here's my thing is, is Julie and I we we were both in meetings, uh, production meetings with Kevin Dunn, who of course is uh, runs pretty much all TV over there at WWE. I was thinking last night there's a little bit, there's some conspiracy theories. I'll leave it at that on the web. Maybe some, some of the crowd noise you hear may not always be totally real crowd noise. I was thinking, like, what if after all these years, it's, it's just it's not them. No one's saying what most of the time. What if it's just Kevin Dunn pressing a button to just have the, the fans say what? And it's just like his his like happiness in life. is just pressing the what button. And it's I just want him what time.
1: When I'm in a meeting. Yeah, my boss is saying too. something that I don't like. You just be like, what? We'll
0: what? Pat McAfee for half an hour.
2: <laughs> um, how great would it be if all of the crowd sounds were Kevin Dunn? Like it's just every time he wants cheers, it's just him going to the mic going.
0: <sighs> I was going to say like, he's not pressing sound effects. He's like uh, Michael Winslow from police Academy. Kevin Dunn is an amazing <laughs> sound, sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> sound effects guy. Yeah. Whenever they're like, Austin's about to come out. He's like, Oh, okay. And he gets on the mic. and goes, Psh! and then the sound starts playing that's why he is so invaluable at WWE So people like Coronado are always like I don't understand why Kevin because he's like he's a man he's a million million voices Kevin Dunn does all the sound effects putting it out there
2: every time someone goes to a local medical facility it's him going
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep uh, we so have, Dam- we've
1: gone up. We need to go to a local medical <laughs> facility. This, this has gone off the
0: rails. Uh, Edge will be. There competing were never rails. Against, <laughs> Edge will be competing as AJ Styles on uh, Peacock on a WrestleMania backlash. And the, the uh, stipulation that Damien Priest, uh, Edge's uh, cohort, Damien Priest is banned from ringside. So banned. the match, before the match can begin, a priest must be relocated. Moving on. <laughs> to wow we have a
1: lot of catholic the, talk the, in this,
0: the twi- this i moment. don't know what you're talking <laughs> i was just saying yeah.
2: the 24 7 hang on before we get to 24 yeah. 7 two more nice things about that so edge worked really well as a traditional manager that was awesome mm-hmm. so instead of sitting in the throne he was at ringside uh cheering on damian priest and trying to interfere and w- so we the thing we missed uh saving aj styles at the end was was uh finn balor and then after making the save, they did the old Japanese Bullet Club "Too Sweet," which uh, got a pop from the crowd. But what if Finn is misdirecting us? Well, why did they share the demon persona factoid last week? What if he's about to turn heel and join Judgment Day? What and if? Yeah, I, I, if, I feel like that might be happening. I like something's, that. Something's up there.
1: What's the biggest like faction that. that's ever existed?
2: NWO. Oh, NWO that was like half the company it was yeah. more than half the company Okay.
0: here's how I could, here's what I would describe NWO it's the wrestling version of the Sneetches on the Beaches by Dr. Seuss have you ever read that book the Sneetches yeah. on the Beaches yes yeah. where they all get stars and then they like that was the NWO where yeah. everyone was like I want to be in that until everyone was in it and then it was like well I don't want to be in it and then people would leave and then the company went out of business nah. so yeah anyway um 24-7 uh, at one point. So R-Truth, once again, part of things. Uh, Nikki Ash jumps uh, on everybody, but really didn't look too much different. She, Nikki, Nikki Ash. I swear, Nikki ASH. My apologies. Almost a superhero. Nikki ASH. Um, for a moment, was a 24-7 champion. Mm. Um, really didn't look too much different than a lot of the people at the Met Gala. So kind of fit right in. And then. Um, Very nice. Yeah, and then uh, Dana Brooke, at one point, Reggie tries to pin his own wife, Dana Brooke, back in the arena after Dana takes back uh, the title. And um, she gave him an ultimatum and said, if they don't get things straight, uh, you know, there's going to be a divorce. And she just screamed at him in front of everybody. And um, I'll just say that I felt like I was back at a Verizon store in Queens. How did it make you feel, Tom, when you saw that? (laughs)
1: Well, I think I mean, th- R-Truth is going to be a divorce attorney now, right? Like that's, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. We, we
2: yeah. got to get there. But Julie, I think I figured out the answer to your uh, question as to why R-Truth wears a jacket with no shirt. Great. Uh, I think it's because he's ripped when, and he
1: can. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing. <laughs> when you're
2: in your 50s and you have ripped abs, you never wear a shirt. if you Absolutely have, not. Like, if you can help it, you just never, ever wear a shirt. Uh, that segment was a mess. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they debuted new heel music for Dana Brooke, yet she wasn't really booed like it was it was an absolute cluster. Um, I don't <laughs> the only thing that could have saved it was more R-Truth, and he was not really in the match at all. He was just kind of yeah, there.
0: I was going to say R-Truth did it did kind of seem like he tagged out at one point. He was that guy in the SNL sketch that was just like, yeah, I'm just going to back off here in the corner while everyone laughs at the cue cards. It was Brad Stevens at the Celtics game the other night. Yeah. He was just,
2: I'm dipping, later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. yeah, I hope he at least stays uh, for the next few. Um, then we have uh, Seth Rollins Appreciation Night. Yes. And um, kind of a sensible uh, ensemble this week for uh, Seth Rollins. I describe oh, it as really? sensible I pink I didn't shirt. like it. Well, sensible pink shirt and tie with Golden Girls curtains. That wasn't for you?
1: No, I didn't like it this time. I'm sorry. Normally, I'm a really big fan.
2: I don't know. I thought he, I thought he was dressed like it was Halloween and he was going to the party as Miami. Like that, <laughs> as that's my, the that's, best way I could describe as it as my I, I kind of dug it, though. It
0: but was, the game it was golden, it golden girls worked. curtains. That's what I'm yep. saying. You know, my golden theory about girls the golden girls, girls being drug dealers. But um, oh,
1: my gosh, that's a theory
0: for another time. Um, right. A lot of people had the same theory. But then Cody interrupts not not Austin theory or theory theory is he at this point. Cody interrupts.
1: Wait, before Can he I, interrupts, I'm so sorry, John, before he interrupts, yes. did, I really loved, if this was Kevin Dunn, then kudos on Kevin Dunn for this lovely moment. But when everyone started singing Seth's entrance music and humming mm. it, yeah,
2: it was that was cool.
1: really cool. I really Crowd loved that. made the
2: that. segment. Yep. That, well, that, so they, they chanted, they did the soccer chant of Seth's music, yeah. but then they also really, with great timing, then transitioned to a Cody chant. Kevin Which Dunn, was, I'm wh- telling you. Well, and, and I'm going to say more nice things about somebody I, I typically don't always have the nicest things to say about. This was the best Seth Rollins promo I have seen in quite some time oh, because it brought back snotty, like angry heel Seth. And that's, that's where he's at his best. He, he, he did great work in this segment and he didn't do the fake laugh. Which I, which that mean, it means so much to be able to hear him not do that. Maybe he was saving his voice or whatever, but it was really, really good. Good, This segment stole the
1: show for me. For being in the middle, for not being the beginning or the ending, this segment stole the show for me.
0: It was great. And um, Cody came down. Cody had an interesting outfit himself. I would say, again, pretty cool shirt and tie, but he was also wearing my grandpa's chair for some reason. (laughs) Uh, So it it was was peak lapels plaid. The yeah. thing that
2: got me, the, the little details are what gets me. He was wearing a custom made scalloped collar shirt with a stick pin, which is really over the top. Like, I would say that Cody's outfit was actually more over the top than Seth's, if that's kind possible.
0: Of. But he also made a, I a remark. I Cody's
1: outfit. I don't know. It
2: was, it was cool. I don't dig the stick pin, though. The stick okay. pin is like, it, why are you wearing that?
0: Uh, not I noticed the, that it's not the 50s. Do you see when Cody called him Johnny Polo? When he called. Yes. No, Johnny. I missed that. He said, "You're out here at this you you Johnny Polo looking something or other." So do you do you know? Who, so Johnny Polo. Do you know that story, Julie?
1: No, yes. I don't. Heard,
0: I heard that story at work. So Johnny Polo was this manager in the early '90s. He managed the Quebecers and Adam Baum I Could remember that off the top of my head. Thank you. Uh, and did he do
2: color commentary as well? I think yeah. he
0: did. I think he did. And um, later went on to great success in ECW. Great, tremendous success as Raven. And then when Vince McMahon bought uh, acquired WCW and ECW uh, Raven wound up back in WWE. And apparently one day, uh, apparently Mr. McMahon was not in on all the negotiations for some reason, because he was going down the roster and in the middle of a meeting just said, who the fuck rehired Johnny Polo?
1: Oh, no.
2: Yeah. So, by the way, I think it's important to point out uh, Mr. Levy, who portrayed both Johnny Polo and Raven, was not dressed as Johnny Polo, but dressed as Raven. Yes. And still and yet still recognized as Johnny Polo.
0: Yeah. Vince did like a thing. It was like a Scooby-Doo reveal. He's like, wait a minute. You're not That's 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 Johnny Polo over there. That's Johnny Polo.
2: And he would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling kids.
0: Yeah. But that's on the. (laughs) We'll get to that later, but you don't bring up Raven. It's on the list of banned words, which we might, we might talk about here pretty soon. But let's go to the six-woman tag match. Julie, you had a lot of thoughts on this. Take us through.
1: I just thought it was phenomenal. I, I really think it was the first time that I got to see Asuka back in action for nine months. And it just felt so good to see. My God, the women's roster is so talented. And expertly a- executed this really nicely.
2: One thing I want to shout out was even before the match was live with a really solid backstage promo. Uh, she's getting watch me over as a, a catchphrase. And I'm not initially sold on Liv, but she works so hard. And both in that promo and in the match, she was great. She's really, really getting over. And she I don't know if anybody on that roster works harder. Um, I thought the match was great. Uh, Becky Lynch, again, with the perfect fan interaction, She she's just got an eye for it. And I don't know how she does with those giant glasses she wears, but she found, as she uh, uh, approached the ring, she found a big-time Bexmark wearing a sweet homage Becky Lynch t-shirt and toting a matching colored Becky Lynch sign right at the foot of the stairs to go up the, to the ring. And she just positioned herself perfectly where he was on camera, got his sign on camera, and then made her walk up the, up to the ring. Um, everybody was just so good in this. And then, uh, Rhea Ripley getting to wrestle as a monster heel and getting to wrestle a monster style, which is again, she was a victim of her own success. Great athlete. She bumps so well, they were having her take too many bumps. Now she gets to work as a monster and she worked really well in this match. Because everyone was so good. If we want to go back, though, before the match started, we had R-Truth and R-Truth backstage promo where he revealed he is not only the lawman, which is on his business card. Oh, he's yeah. a squire. He's the Duke of Earl. He's a baron. He's a jester pronounced gesture. And he is certified in certification. Is anybody better than our Tr- R- truth R-Truth is the funniest person on earth.
1: He is. It's so good. I Put just want on to see the his list. resume. The late, his late LinkedIn. Show they, should make a fake, they should make a fake LinkedIn for R-Truth and all the jobs that he has. Oh, man. That'd be so good. <laughs> Certified
2: uh, in certification. <laughs> so
1: good. Uh, so if
0: funny. you want to see more of our truth and other WWE superstars, that's Monday Night Raw. Every Monday night at 8 on the USA Network. And also, if you want to see even more, it's Friday nights at 8 on Fox, that's Friday night Smackdown and then of course this coming weekend it is Wrestlemania Backlash on Sunday night on the Winged Rainbow Peacock, the Peacock Network uh, Wrestlemania Backlash 8pm and that has been the Raw Recap
1: Raw Recap
0: all right, now we've talked uh, before about some things that you are and aren't allowed to say at WWE, and um, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, who everyone in wrestling loves. Um, I would say, <laughs> I mean, some, most t- other wrestling podcasts are
2: devoted to Dave Meltzer, in yeah, some they way, are, shape or form.
0: To go back to our earlier late night theme, the way some I would say that some people who work at WWE. Happen to feel the same way about Dave as maybe I did people who work at like Vulture or some sites like that when I used to work in late night. It's just, it's, you know, it could be, it, it depends on how you're looking at things. But according to Dave Meltzer, there's a new banned word from WWE and it is non-title. You cannot say non-title. So if they match, that's, so what are you supposed to say? If it's an, if it is not a title match.
1: Not title. Let's change the end to a T.
0: Can, can, I'm sorry, fun? I'm not helping. Exhibition not, match? I would be kicked out of the room. I'd be fired. All right, so th- for people who don't know, here l- let's run through the list. Great. Okay? So we have, here's the words you're not allowed to say. We're just going to say a few of them here. And, and we'll most of these back. I agree I'll, with. No, we have to say all of them. There's, these are just
1: too it's good. Just, but d- it's also too long to go through all of them. All right, well, okay, let's, let's go, go through. through
2: I, I think I can fire through them. Go, okay, go do on. it. All right, ready. You're According to allowed Dave allowed Meltzer,
0: WWE, you are not allowed to say... According to Dave Meltzer
2: of The Wrestling Observer, you are not allowed to say blood, hospital, choke, belt, strap, diva, headshot, trauma, kayfabe, mofos, house show, DQ, the anti diva, spinal injuries, victim, violence, violent, wrestling, wrestlers, WWF, wife beater, curb stomp, phrases including the word push and being over. Baby face, heel, job, jobber, card, strangle, kill, murder.
1: You know what's not if on there anymore? If you have been the victim of
0: any of these workplace <laughs> incidents, please call the offices of Rico and Rico. One, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I tell you. You know
1: what's not on there anymore, though, John? What's that? was that? on there when I was there. Ass. Ass was heavily... On there that oh I that got in was, trouble for
0: writing ass once
1: th- yeah, that was the word of trouble. the moment when I when phone call I was there
0: from Paul but, Heyman,
1: like I used because to it, ass. it oftentimes as as you guys know, sometimes superstars go off script, and mm-hmm. uh, they're feeling the audience, they might forget their line, they're improvising in some way, and "ass" was a word that consistently Uh, They would they would improvise a lot and it was, you know, uh, occasionally a writer would get in trouble with the superstar when that happened, which was a huge bummer. So we would always have to remind them, please don't use the word ass. You have to eliminate ass. Which,
2: by the way, the word ass was literally the most popular word in the company for several years. I think it's fair yeah. to point out there was a wrestler with yeah. the word ass in his name. There were several songs, uh, theme songs to wrestlers at their intros that had the word ass in it pro- prominently. There was an entire uh, storyline devoted to something called ass cream that made wrestlers asses itch. Uh, it was a very popular word for sure? about a decade. I don't remember that one. do you don't remember the- ass cream? No, I don't. Yeah, it was a Chris Jericho thing. It was so uh, it was ass cream, and uh, there was they they, they literally. It was just a prop. It was was called Triple. I don't even remember the context, Mm. but someone just brought out a large vat of a substance called ass cream, and it was just a generic like white bottle that had the
0: words ass cream written on it. And then there was the Kiss My Ass Club. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, with an actual ass on camera. Check it It Does tricks. The Chairman's. It does tricks. That was my favorite. So
1: wait, can <laughs> I, I ask you guys then? And, and this was, this yes. was, i ask. <laughs> John, oh my God. Dad joke. This was always the one that confused me. The verb wrestling. I understand wrestlers because you have superstars. You can replace wrestlers with superstars. They're superstarring. So superstar. No, they're not wrestling. They're superstarring. They're superstarring. Okay. Yes. Because like, what is the verb that you use for the action that they do in the ring? Like you need a verb. Is it fighting? Physic- no, physicality. we don't like that. Physicality. That's but, what we always use. But that's not a verb, is it? They're showing. Oh, maybe it is. Oh, shoot. No, now it's English. I don't know.
0: But there was a guy. Yeah, Billy Gunn was Mr. Ass. And I just remember as I got back into wrestling in the late 90s, my dad walking in one time. Just as he's just as right on the screen, Jim Ross said, Well, here he comes, Mr. Ass. My dad just literally doing the 180, oh, Jesus Christ, and going upstairs and going to bed. Which
2: so that was like his second ass related name. Because remember, he started off as Badass Billy Gunn, which was also written on a bandana on his forehead. And then he became a sophisticate and became Mr. Ass. Yeah, he was
0: just Mr. Ass for a while. Yeah. Then he
1: but was I'm going to be a stickler here and go back to my point. I think what you guys are talking about is very funny, and I'm going to be really annoying. Physicality, I just looked it up on Google, is a noun, not a verb. So, like, what's the they're verb? They're competing.
0: They're competing.
1: Oh, they're competing. Okay. Yeah, I guess they These two great individuals comp- are competing. Yeah, that's it. And then they, from there.
2: They use compete a lot. They use fight
0: a lot. Uh, I think match. fight
1: used to be banned, though. Yeah,
0: fight was banned.
1: It's definitely not, It's. I mean, and it's,
0: it's literally in, uh, in so was, and, and so was Raven now, and Johnny Polo. That's how I thought of that. <laughs> that, was, that used to be on the list. Um, Who hired
2: but, back Johnny Polo? I'm going to fight them with yeah. physicality.
0: <laughs> ah, go get my cream. Um, what word would you add that you're tired of? What would you add to the list? Uh, Corbin. Oh boy! Oh
1: okay, no! Okay, let's let's oh, end on that no. one.
0: Um, <laughs> How about
1: moist? <laughs> oh yes, it's being used all the time. No the one show. likes that.
0: Um. Anyway, again, if you want to see more old school WWE, uh, check out the uh, check them out over at Peacock. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode.
1: Hey John, you know what they should do. What's that? They should um they should go review and rate and give us 5 oh, stars.
0: That's a pretty good idea. Right? I, like I that. just
1: I just thought of that and I thought that was a really really good idea.
0: Cuz a lot of people have been listening and but then they don't think, yeah. so it would be, you be guys nice can to say rate. the magic word. Please? Rate, review and subscribe, please. it. Rate, review and subscribe, ass. All right, well you guys are both still laughing, so I'll see your lines for you. Uh, Give us five stars and a nice review. See ya, buckleheads! Let the writers dress like writers. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death